It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. So glad that you've taken the time, invested your time to listen, to tune in. Uh, This is the show where we take your calls and your questions live. Right here on the air, you can call me at 303-690-3000, and you can also text me. It's a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897. But here's the deal. Uh, For the first part of the program, we're taking marriage questions, Uh, questions related to your marriage, questions related to your singleness, maybe a future marriage. Uh, We're going to reserve those questions just for the first half of the show uh, for marriage, the topic of marriage, because we have a special guest on look online with us uh his name is dr emerson egrich's egg oh, i already egrich. messed that up egrich yes egrich. hey emerson welcome to the program no he has an s on it emerson hey, no thank you so much for having me i i think i already right at the big very beginning of the show already messed your name up so i'm sorry <laughs> well don't worry about that because uh, i was born with it and it's been an issue ever since it's egrich's well, it's actually the silent S, Eggerich. 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 Okay, I can do that. So Dr. Emerson Eggerich, you guys, many of you already uh, probably know of him, have heard of him and his wife, Sarah. Uh, they've written the book Love and Respect and have traveled the country with Love and Respect marriage conferences and also the video series and so much more as Dr. Emerson has invested his life uh, in building up marriages uh, prior to launching the Love and Respect Conferences, uh, he was the pastor uh, of Trinity Church in Lansing, Michigan, for 20 years. Uh, and that's no small thing, to be the pastor of the same church for 20 years. And so for that right away, Emerson, I want to uh, applaud you uh, and give God all the glory for the 20 years of investment you made in a local congregation. Well, thank you. In fact, it was there that that's when I kind of made the discovery on the Love and Respect message. And Maybe we can address a little bit of that shortly. But uh, yes, no, I love that time and uh, uh, very thankful for it. Well, one of the reasons uh, we have you on the air is because we here at Calvary in Aurora are hosting a live conference the weekend of February 17th and 18th, 17th and 18th uh, right here in Calvary. And part of what we want to do is invite our local audience. Now, uh, we know that this this program's aired all up and down the, the front range in Colorado, uh, also up in Wyoming. So you guys that are here local, February 17th and 18th, live. It's not a video venue. It's not a video series. We're going to have Dr. Emerson and his wife, Sarah, here live. And there is still space. We checked the numbers today, and there are, is still space, but the numbers are far over, almost three-quarters full. Uh, we're pretty close to three-quarters full, probably, well, depending on how we set things up, probably more like 60% full. So yeah. we're, we're moving in that direction. Uh, and so we wanted to get on the air, let everybody know uh, there is room, there is space, uh, and the place to go to find out more information is loveandrespect.com, loveandrespect.com, or you can call our church, 303-628-7200. Uh, and before we get to some questions, some, in, some introductions, uh, I have in studio with us the pastoral overseer of our marriage ministry here. He's dedicated to ministering to marriages, uh, Pastor Matt Vickdahl. 
Hello, everybody. Welcome, Pastor Matt. He's been with us for 15 years. 15 years. Our church is 17 years old, and Pastor Matt's been with us 15. And also we have Chris Landry. He's a graduate of our school ministry, and he and his wife, Michelle, have been with us uh, for 15 years, and they oversee our family ministry. So it's a combination of ministries reaching out to support marriages, to support singles praying about marriage, to support our families. So, Chris, welcome. Hello, everybody. So we've got a full... Uh, we've got a full lineup today, and those of you guys listening, uh, again, one more thing before we get on to any questions. You guys listening on the East Coast, uh, we know that there are some Love and Respect Marriage Conferences uh, coming up in Ellicott City, Maryland, Niagara Falls, New York, uh, Newport News, Virginia. That's where Pastor hey, Tony, Tony is. Clark. So hello, yeah. Tony Clark out there, Westminster, Maryland, and Auburn, New York. If you guys are in that area listening in on Hope FM right now, uh, go to loveandrespect.com to find the type of conference and the dates and the locations of conferences going on on the East Coast. So we're blessed to have Dr. Emerson on live with us. And why don't we talk about uh, the beginning, uh, the nexus of your transition from pastoral ministry within the local congregation to a broader pastoral ministry uh, through love and respect. What, 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 did, what did the Lord do to bring that about? Well, I had been preaching on uh, Ephesians 5, and I came across that last verse, which is the summary verse, and as I'm looking at it, I thought, whoa, and I saw some things, and I called Sarah in, and I said, I think I've seen something here that explains our relationship, it explains a lot of relationships, and uh, we say often that this is God's last word to the church on marriage, not chronologically, but in terms of progressive revelation, we tend to say this kind of is the, the capstone, the climax, the, the pinnacle, the high point. And there God says a husband must love his wife, and uh, the wife must respect her husband. Now, I knew there wasn't any real debate on the first part, but since then, women have said, well, Dr. Emerson, this respect thing, you know, I don't feel any respect for him. It'd be hypocritical for me to show it, and I, I know you don't want to be, be hypocritical. He's not superior to me. That's the dictionary definition of, of respect. You show respect to your superiors. I'm not inferior to him. I'm not going to be treated like a doormat. Everyone says you've got to earn respect. He hasn't earned it. He doesn't really deserve it. You know, I'm not going to lose a sense of myself or identity. I'm not going to give him license to do what he wants to do, and I think you're really about returning to male patriarchy and fiery male dominance, and I'm not going to go there, certainly not going to come in with pom-poms and just worship the guy. I'm not going to subject myself to emotional abuse. But other than these things, I'm really open to hearing what you have to say about this. And uh, it was that kind of response that I began to realize what you and I as a man and men feel, you know, we serve and die for honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's highly motivational to us. That's why we go see the movie Gladiator or Saving Private Ryan. We're highly motivated we actually give our very lives. But what women were feeling about that second part of the verse was totally different. And as I began to get into this, I realized I had some landmines I had to kind of avoid. But as women get into it, they realize they don't need to be afraid of this. And in fact, the key to motivating a man is revolving around this verse. But what I saw was the connection that when a when a wife feels unloved, she tends to react in a way that feels disrespectful to her husband. And when a husband feels disrespected, he tends to react in a way that feels unloving to his wife, and thus was born what I call the crazy cycle. Without love, she reacts without respect. Without respect, he reacts without love, and this this baby starts to spin. And one of the points that we make 
is that women need R-E-S-P-E-C-T, and men need L-O-V-E. That's a true need that all of us have equally. But the felt need, and here's the important point, the felt need during conflict is different. We've asked 7,000 people this question. When you're in a conflict with your spouse, do you feel unloved or disrespected at that moment? 83% of the men say they feel disrespected. 83%. And 72% of the women say they feel unloved. So isn't it interesting that the Lord's Word has kind of addressed this felt need, and it guards me. If, if I get into a conflict with Sarah and I feel like she doesn't like me or she's not respecting me, I have a tendency to react in a way that feels unloving to her, and then when I come across to her unlovingly, it's very natural for her to show me disrespect, and we spin in that crazy cycle. Does that make sense? Well, I'm, I'm listening. If I was taking that poll in every significant argument that Marie and I have gotten into, absolutely um, I think that we would both fall in the same category. Those numbers would go up. Um, and what's even more interesting is that in the Scripture, no wife in the domestic or marital portions of Scripture, no wife is commanded to agape love her husband. There's agape love, eros, the erotic, and then there's phileo, Philadelphia. In Titus 2, the older women are to encourage the younger women to love their husbands, love their children, but that's phileo. Not phileo their husbands, but phileo, <laughs> friendship. But there is no command for agape love, that unconditional love. And I remember praying, Lord, why have you not commanded a wife to agape love? And it was like this inaudible voice. I put it within the nature of a woman to nurture. Women love to love at the level of intimacy. You have to wound a woman at the level of intimacy to get her to stop loving. Mm. I'm not going to command her to do what I designed her to do because I'm not into redundancy. And so partly what happens is that very few husbands doubt their wives love them. Women love to love. And when I'm in a conflict with Sarah, I don't doubt the fact that she cares and she loves me. I just don't think she likes me. (laughs) And thus it is, we react. But she's a little bit more insecure about my love. She wonders, does he really love me as much as I love him? And thus it, it plays itself out. Now, that's not an absolute, I always say, think bell curve. But if that echoes your experience, as you just gave voice to it, then it will help us begin to decode. Because what I think is Sarah's trying to be disrespectful when that's not her motive at all. And she thinks I'm sometimes, when I'm upset or withdrawn Stonewall, that I'm trying to be unloving. (laughs) I'm really not. And we can kind of address that as we get into this. But this crazy cycle is what I discovered. And I called Sarah in in 1998, and I said, I think I just saw something here. And then I sent this outline of things other than just that to about 40 of my friends in the ministry. B.J. Weber, the chaplain of the Yankees, he, he said, I read this outline and began to weep. And we began to sense that we were onto something that could help a lot of couples, not the least of which was Sarah and me. Mm-hmm. Wow. So is this, did you mention the, did you mention the phrase crazy cycle? <laughs> yes, that's so, what it is. So how do, yeah. how, how do we get out? How, how, does, how, how, how does a couple get out of the crazy cycle? Oh, I, I have no idea. I just state the problem. I do surgery and just leave you on the table. You know? No, I, I don't sew you up. No, that's the, the excellent question. We all then say, you know, wow, what you just said, that crazy cycle is what we all experience. And Sarah and I get on it. First Corinthians seven twenty eight says, if you marry, have not sinned, but you will have trouble. And what's interesting is that God has said we will have trouble. Some of us need to realize we're in the center of God's will when we have these crazy cycle moments rather than freak out. And what's even more interesting, earlier in 1 Corinthians 7, he said the husband doesn't have authority over his own body, but the wife does. And the wife doesn't have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And I remember thinking, Lord, you've given equal say when it comes to sexual intimacy. Like, Lord, on Tuesday night, does he decide they're going to be sexually intimate, or does she decide they're not going to be? And when they're in their 70s, does she decide they're going to be intimate, and he decides they're not going to be? 
And in that inaudible voice, the Lord said, yes. <laughs> and I said, Lord, have you designed trouble? Yes. And so here's the point. We're going to have honest, clashing preferences that put us on the crazy cycle. And Sarah and I get on the crazy cycle every week, but we know how to jump off quicker. She looks at the world through pink. I look at it through blue. Neither one of us are wrong. We're just different. Yes. And so we will spin on it. Without love, she reacts without respect. Without respect, he reacts without love. And this thing starts to spin. And the challenge for all of us is to realize some of us have been doing this for 30 years. Mm. And, and we think that if I react disrespectfully toward this man, that's going to motivate him to be loving. And the guy says, I'm not going to love that woman until she starts respecting me. And so we keep doing the same thing over and over again, and we all have learned the definition of insanity. Yeah. You keep doing the same thing over and over again with the same ill effects. Well, the conference sounds encouraging. I've never been to a conference before. I've read the book, uh, and we've had the, C- the DVD uh, series here that has really poured into many, many marriages. But uh, Matt, as the pastor ministering primarily to marriages, and we do a lot of marriage uh, help in our church. What's the pattern that you see lately that is the catalyst for couples, you know, without giving, without divulging yeah. anything particularly, but in general, what's the catalyst that you've been seeing in the last couple of years um, with broken marriages? I, I would say this, that uh, <clears throat> pride is the, uh, is a primary thing. It's just they're holding their ground on what they believe to be true. Even though they know scripture to be true, uh, it's hard to, to give way. It's hard to yield. It's hard to humble themselves uh, before their spouse and before the Lord. But once I find that they do that, once they humble themselves and start being obedient to the Word of God, that results start happening within their marriage. And so I just find that pride is the is the primary issue. And although you have that disrespect and uh, the lack of love for the, for the wife and the guy and uh, the respect from the wife to the husband, I think when they hold their ground— it's just like the enemy. You know, pride is, is going to be the key factor to any marriage that's going to, if that's, if that's going to be the problem, then your marriage is going to have problems. But once you start dropping that pride, walls start coming down. Doctor, is there anything from, from your perspective to add to that sense of pride? And I really like that phrase, you know, better way, because a lot of us would never admit that we're prideful. But when you put it in terms of holding your ground, um, do you have any observations on that from your travels and your ministering to marriages? Yeah, I think we'd all, you know, hubris, pride can be a, a, a huge culprit, particularly when you get in that crazy cycle, because what happens is we begin to feel that the other is just not valuing us, and we're feeling devalued. We keep asking them to quit reacting this way. Eighty-five percent of those who stonewall and withdraw is the male. And the University of Washington studied 2,000 couples for 20 years, and they realized, and they said, the key to a successful marriage is love and respect. And when love and respect is not present, the marriages tend to fail, and when it is, you know, it it tends to succeed. Well, the Lord said that 2,000 years ago in Ephesians 5.33. But what happens is we begin to feel like we don't matter. You know, she keeps appealing to him to quit shutting down, talk to me. Well, they measured the heartbeats of the male, and during these conflicted moments, they can get to 99 beats per minute, and that's warrior mode. That's, that's what he is in just before he throws himself on a hand grenade and saves his buddy in war. So he has to calm down. He has to withdraw. He has to stonewall. That's why he says, drop it, forget it, or why he says, you're picking a fight when she's not trying to pick a fight. Mm. On the other side, they, they observe women criticize, complain, criticize, complain, criticize, complain. 
and they had this huge male and female difference. And the challenge is to try to decode. The women are asked, what do you feel when your husband, you know, shuts down like that and withdraws from you? They said it feels like an act of hostility. That was a descriptor. He hates me. He doesn't love me. But I know from my research that men do what they do at those moments. It's an act of honor. If you and I as buddies were in heated argument with each other, we would say drop it, forget it, and we'd separate because we're lethal. So it raises the question, is it an act of honor or is it an act of hostility? It just depends on whether you're videotaping in pink or in blue. On the other side, when the women were criticizing and complaining, the men were asked, what's this criticism feel like? Men said, this ongoing criticism feels like she's got contempt for who I am. You know, she's just using this topic as another opportunity to send me the message that she doesn't respect who I am. And yet, off the charts, women are caregivers, nurturers, off the charts in all the research. And we know that they confront because they care. They move toward the husband because they care. So it raises the question, is it an act of care or is it an act of contempt? It depends on whether or not you're videotaping in pink or blue. And I take the position that though hubris and selfishness and other things are all uh, truisms, one of the things that I always say is when Sarah and I married in 1973, I didn't say to her, you know, before we got married, you know, I hate you and you hate me, so let's get married. <laughs> it doesn't go down that way. And uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 7, 33 and 34, the husband is concerned about how to please his wife, and the wife is concerned about how to please her husband. So it raises the question in my mind, how do couples get derailed? And I believe in the initial stages, it's an honest misunderstanding. It's not necessarily hubris or pride or even selfishness. It's just looking at the world through male and female, pink and blue, and there's a misunderstanding of what the other means. You know, a woman says, I have nothing to wear. What she means is she has nothing new. Her husband says, I have nothing to wear. What he means is he has nothing clean. You say the same subject and verb, but you mean something different. And that's an innocent illustration. But you begin to get into these heated fellowship moments, and she is saying something and what she thinks is crystal clear, and he's responding in a way that he thinks is clear. Why don't you understand what I'm trying to say? And we have these misunderstandings. And so at the conference, what we're going to help couples do is to believe in each other's goodwill, but that you each have a different set of vocabularies. You have a different mother tongue. And once you begin to understand that, these heated fellowship moments can ease a little bit when you begin to decode that the other does not have ill will. They just come at it from a different perspective. Man, great insight, guys. If you are in the metro area here in Denver, you can drive down from... Uh, Cheyenne, you can come up from the Springs, even down from Pueblo. Uh, this is uh, uh, an opportunity for you to join together with hundreds of other couples uh, wanting to invest uh, a weekend. We're going to be hosting it here at Calvary Chapel in Aurora, February 17th and February 18th. Uh, and the price is just $55 a person. Uh, and we we have room uh, we This is the Love and Respect Live Marriage Conference with Dr. Emerson and Sarah Egrich, and we want to invite you. It's something that has been a long time in the making, a long time in prayer. It is a fulfillment of, it is a fulfillment of, of our prayer to provide resources to our city, to provide opportunities to our city to build your marriage. Uh, some of you have read the Love and Respect book. Some of you have gone through the DVD or the Blu-ray series, and um, this is your time. If you have a, a question on marriage, um, this is a great time to call. If you're just joining us, this is Calvary Live. 
on Grace FM. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora. We're taking your calls uh, just for this first half hour. We got about 10 minutes left uh, on the topic of marriage. Uh, you can text me like this person did. Uh, we got a text coming in that says, not a question about marriage. However, however, I want to say God bless Dr. Emerson. My husband and I took a love and respect Bible study about 10 years ago that totally saved my marriage. We were headed for divorce and this was a last ditch effort. We applied the principles in the book and 10 years later, we're stronger than ever and we still utilize those principles today. Thank you and God bless. Mm, wow. Uh, it reminds me of the book of the hundreds of testimonials from couples whose marriages have been transformed by your teaching. Why do you think, um, besides this person that just texted us, why do you think that love and respect message has had such an impact? Well, I think because God has revealed it in his word. Uh, you know, I didn't come up with the idea. You know, one woman said to me once, I'll consider your theory, Emerson. And I said, well, actually, I'm kind of irrelevant. This was in the Bible before I was born, and it'll be in the Bible after I'm dead. So I really don't matter here. And I think the Lord in his kindness, you know, Paul said in Ephesians 3, that which is hidden in ages past has been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. And I wasn't raised in a Christian home. So I had to come to a point where, did I believe what Christ said, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God? And I began to meditate on that Ephesians 5.33 passage and begin to unpack these principles. And the fact is, it just simply is simple, and it's also male-friendly. It's fair and balanced. Forty-nine percent of those who initiate coming to our conferences are the men, and the wives love it. Men hear their mother tongue. We were sponsored by Focus on the Family for four years, and they spent 50000 to do a survey on the impact of love and respect. And to this point about this lady, the sample wasn't that large, but there were couples who had come who were divorced, but they came with each other. Why they showed up, we don't know. And some came who identified themselves as having filed for divorce. I talked to Jim Daly about this. Sixty percent of those individuals either remarried or called off the divorce. We believe if people can listen to this message, that they can understand the simple revelation from our Heavenly Father who loves us and who in effect is saying, if you just act on these principles, they work. For instance, if I remind myself, look, when Sarah upsets me, if I'm harsh and angry, I come across in a hostile way, it, you can forget the topic. Her spirit's going to deflate. She's too vulnerable around that. So now I'm at a point back to what you know, um, Matt was even saying. Am I going to be arrogant, and am I going to be prideful, or am I going to say, you know what, she's a good-willed woman, and when I react this way, I better, you know, at some point reconcile with her because she wasn't trying to diss me. That's not in her heart. She doesn't get up early in the morning to think of ways to show me that she doesn't like me. She loves me. She cares for me. She criticizes, complains at times because she cares. Or am I going to say, you know what, this woman storyboards ways just to irritate and bug me and begin to resent her. And when couples begin to realize, you know what, my spouse has basic goodwill. I did not marry Hitler's distant cousin. <laughs> Once they're willing to say that, good things begin to happen. Sure, That's great. Well, Chris, from your perspective, I know this is, this is something that the Lord put on your heart to invite, to put together. What were your thoughts on it, and what do you have to contribute? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, when we went last year, it's been a year now, uh, since we went to the conference down in the Springs, we went live and watched it there. Um, it, and, and Michelle and I, I think, have done a pretty good job of making sure that we're always involved in marriage things. 
um, just because we want our marriage uh, to be a priority and we want to keep growing it. We want to keep making it better. Um, so early on, 15 years ago, when we when we started coming here at Calvary, we decided to start helping out in the marriage ministry and the in the um, conference and the the getaway every year. We always learn something. I guess that'd be my biggest encouragement to everyone is to to keep doing things like this all the time because you always pick up something. Yeah. Now for me, um, a year ago, um, the decoding part of the of the message um, really hit home. There were some things that. Um, Michelle was was doing and I was looking at them in the wrong way but something that Emerson said during the conference really started to make sense Um, and my wife is and I think all wives um, are constantly trying to improve our marriage Um, you know if our marriage is a seven today she wants it to be an eight tomorrow and in a couple weeks she wants it to be a nine and if it's already a nine, she wants it to be a 9.5. And if it's already a 10, she wants it to be an 11. So she's constantly <laughs> um, trying to do those things. And um, that's by her nature. That's how God designed her. Um, so, so when I heard those kind of things, it was, it was a different you know, message. Um, and so I thought it was really important to try to bring it up here and try to make it work here and, and make it happen. So we started the planning uh, last May, and here we are. Well, we're greatly anticipating you coming out, Emerson, and I know that marriages around the metro area are going to be blessed. And Do you have any final thoughts before we head into our mid-hour break? No, I just appreciate those comments, and uh, I think to the point, too, there may be those listening to think, well, you know, if we come, are we making some kind of confession we have a problem? You know, I've had the privilege of speaking uh, to the PGA players, for instance, and, and uh, all of them have coaches. Here they are world-renowned, but they have coaches. And sometimes we need to remind ourselves that coming to a marriage conference is not a statement that we have major problems. Mm. Many times, 60% come just for enrichment, just to the point that that Chris is making. We want to just keep you know, keep sharpening ourselves a little bit. And it's not some kind of acknowledgement that we've got serious problems. And so I want to encourage the men in particular, they're going to hear their mother tongue. We're going to, we're not going to be knee to knee, hand to hand and quote poetry. You'll just sit and listen <laughs> to my jokes and, and hopefully you'll laugh. And it'll be just a very energizing time. And I just want the men to trust me and the wives as well. Uh, trust me, this will be something your husband really enjoys. Well, thanks for taking the time to to share with us today, and we look forward to having you out February 17th and 18th. Oh, it'll be fabulous. I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you, brother. All right. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live, and we just had the privilege of talking to Dr. Emerson Egrich. Uh, He and his wife, Sarah, are going to be here live uh, for the conference. Uh, It's not a video venue. Uh, it is not a DVD session uh, on Friday. It starts Friday, February 17th at 6.45. Uh, doors open probably an hour before that. Six. Six. So doors open at 6 on the 17th. And then we'll be back on Saturday morning from 8.45 to 10.45. So the doors are open 8 o'clock. 12.45. 12, 8.45 to 12.45. Did I say at 12 hours? 8.45? No, you said it was two hours. It's oh, four hours. Four hours. Sorry. 8.45. <laughs> to 1245. Uh, and, and so it, I, I agree with Dr. Emerson, trust him. Um, this isn't one of those boring, we're going to throw flower flowers and petals and, uh, it, men are going to hear your language. Women, you're going to hear your language. And the whole deal is this. We want to support you in your marriage. We want you to invest in your marriage. I, I love the testimony. Thanks for texting. Um, we were 
headed for divorce and this was the last ditch effort. So whether you're at the last ditch effort or you want to maintain or you want to grow or you want to get away, it could be a great Valentine's gift. Sure. Um, that's how we kind of schedule it around Valentine's Day. Uh, go to our website, calvaryaurora.org slash love and they spell it out, A-N-D, respect, or go to loveandrespect.com. Either way, you can register. And you guys on the East Coast, when you're listening to this, February 10th and 11th, Ellicott City, Maryland, Niagara Falls, New York, Newport News, Virginia, Pastor Tony Clark, um, February 18th and 19th, Westminster, Maryland. Um, Oops, some of these dates, when you hear this, it's going to be too late. So you can still get to Maryland on the 18th and 19th and the 24th and 25th. We'll be right back. This is Calvary Life. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Hey, welcome back to today's edition of Calvary Live. This is Ed Taylor. I'm in studio with Pastor Matt Vickdahl. He oversees our marriage ministry here. And also Chris Landry, graduated our school ministries, serves in our family ministry, and a whole host of other leadership responsibilities here. And if you just missed it or you're just joining us uh, on the second half of today's program, uh, we had on the first half Dr. Emerson Egrich. Many of you may recognize that name. <clears throat> He's the author of the Love and Respect book, and he also puts on Love and Respect marriage conferences. And the reason we had him on, uh, and the reason why the direction of, of our show today has more of a family and marriage uh, direction slant toward it is because we are hosting a live Love and Respect marriage conference here at Calvary in Aurora, it is February, Friday night, February 17th, and eight, and Saturday morning through about 1 o'clock on the 18th, uh, and we want to invite you. We have space open. Um, we see the numbers continue to increase, so we're very happy about that, uh, but because we're a couple weeks out, we want you to register for this. If you've been putting it off, it will fill up. Uh, we do expect a full house, uh, and we don't want you to miss out. So you can go to our website at calvaryaurora.org slash love spell it out, and respect, love and respect, or go to loveandrespect.com, either way. Now, I know this is airing uh, in uh, on the East Coast right now, and you're not going to be able to come to this live event. And I mentioned some dates earlier. Uh, unfortunately, you're listening to this after they already happened, uh, but they had conferences on the 10th and 11th in Maryland, uh, in New York, and in Virginia. That's in two days. And it's in two days for us, but this airs a week later on the East Coast. Gotcha. So oh. if they're listening to us on the East Coast right now, they're listening to us next week. It's like back to the future. Okay. Oh, wow. You got to get in your car, put in the date, and then you get back to the future. So <laughs> it's totally um, clear now. Yeah, we don't have a live. We're not live on the East Coast, but people up and down um, Maryland, um, New Jersey, and Virginia. Virginia, no, no, Pennsylvania are listening live. And I think we're adding Florida here pretty soon. Oh, wow. Uh, down in Merritt Island is coming soon, uh, picking up our show. So we're very grateful for that. Um, but you, as, as you can see that it's been all over. So uh, Maryland, New York, Virginia, and then on the 18th and 19th, Westminster, Maryland, and then on February 24th and 25th, Auburn, New York. So for the sake of you guys here in metro area, uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, Springs, Pueblo, live here, 17th and 18th, 17th and 18th, uh, here at Calvary Aurora, Love and Respect. Uh, it's, they're going to be here live presenting a Love and Respect conference, which is a dynamic, 
high-energy, practical seminar designed to help couples achieve the relationship they've always dreamed of. And one of the reasons that we also did this was to, to give our ministry team here a little bit of a break by not doing a marriage retreat this year. Uh, you know, marriage retreats require a lot of energy, a lot of effort, a lot of work, and they're very fruitful and very wonderful. But for us as a church, we don't just do things to do things. And we change things up. And this is one of the changes that Pastor Matt and Chris were led to, to bring. Uh, and instead of a marriage retreat, which is quite a bit higher in cost, uh, yeah, because oh, yeah. we have to pay for the hotel. and I mean, it's cool. Uh, yeah. You always like to get away. Um, but you might, you know, husbands, if you're listening, you might even arrange, um, you know, down at Southlands, there's the Marriott down there. You might arrange to make this a night out. Uh, it'll still be less expensive than the retreat. Yeah. But we're doing these smaller events so that you can pour in. Uh, but this is no small event. Um, it is in price-wise. And they're very generous. The love and respect people are very generous uh, in the price. prices that they, yeah. uh, this is for them. You know, we're, we're the host and we're going to take care of it, but the proceeds go to them uh, for, for their time and their effort of flying out and all the things that they need here. But we, we've just had such a blessing working with them. Um, they've been wonderful in, yeah. in how they uh, oversee their ministry. And I didn't know that they were sponsored by um, Focus on the Family in the beginning. And so, you know, that they've just impacted, they're just one of those ministries that have impacted. Um, a lot of marriages, you know, a lot of lives. Lives for eternity. And... So if you have a call, you have a question, give me a call. Lines are open. Um, they're not flashing much today. So it could be marriage if you'd like. I mean, we've got some uh, men that dedicate their lives pouring into marriages. Uh, you, If it's something else, we'll talk about it. We got 25 minutes before the end of the show, uh, but we wanted to emphasize love and respect. Uh, so we've got Pastor Matt uh, in studio, Chris Landry in studio. Uh, between them, they've dedicated 30 years of their lives and in pouring into ministry here at Calvary Aurora. Uh, and men that... I've sacrificed much for the gospel uh, and their rewards in heaven. I don't want to steal from their rewards, um, but I also don't want to neglect to thank them and appreciate them before the Lord. Um, and I think he'll get to keep your rewards. Good. I think we can still <laughs> say thank you, but I hope the Lord, he knows. He knows God our is heart. Good. He knows. Um, and, and so there's just been demonstrated fruit uh, from their lives. So if you want to talk to them, um, Chris and Michelle have served in various areas here. Um, right now their primary focus is family. Uh, and, and without going into detail, um, I think that the timing of the Love and Respect Conference for you guys last year was something that was more than just a whim of a decision, although sometimes we make decisions that way. Like, you know, I think it would be good to build our marriage up, yeah. and I think the Lord would want us there, and you obey it, not really knowing a really hard year um, right. would, would come into your life, um, a, a difficult year of mm. of. of of, of lots of things that put stress and strain on a marriage. Yeah. And and I, have you seen any benefit? You know, we don't need to go into any, any of the details, but stress and strain, any, every marriage can understand that. Have you guys seen any, of the, any benefit that's directly related to where you guys were when you attended to where you are now? Communication-wise, maybe, like a better line of communication or um, yeah, anything along those lines? Yeah, I'd say definitely... Um, you know, I, and I mentioned this earlier, just in the way that I uh, take in either you know criticism or um, a compliment from my wife. Um, I think it was it was really good for me uh, to sit through that conference a year ago uh, because you're right, uh, we did not know all the things that were going to happen in 2016 that happened in our yeah. family, 
and uh, I was up late last night um, writing about it, getting prepared um, for for more of that information to go out, and um, really reflecting. And, and you're right, it, it was a good place for us to be um, February a year ago, not knowing what was going to happen in, you know, or, or what we had already signed up by the right. time uh, Michelle's brother had passed away. Um, yeah. So we were already going at that point. Uh, but he passed away right before we went. And then um, and then uh, my mother in June and then her mother in October. So, um, yeah, I think uh, just the fact that we constantly try to do something, you know, every spring uh, marriage related. Yeah. I think it's it, yeah. it was it was definitely good timing. I don't know that I would have been so sensitive to to something like that, but I remember back um, God giving me this um, burden in a variety of ways to get healthy. Um, I was overweight and lazy in that regard and eating incredibly uh, anything I want. Uh, when I started counting my calories, uh, I found out that Olive Garden, I would drop three or 4,000 calories in one meal. I mean, one sitting, not meal, because I would eat other meal and... <laughs> And all the breadsticks. I was just, uh, I just didn't care. I didn't care about that part of my life. And God, through a series of events, really said, you, you need to get in order. Uh, and, and, I, and I did. And I was really diligent in that and physically, not knowing that the next couple years would be sig- significant loss as well. That's significant stress, like never before in experience in all of my life combined, all the years of my life. Uh, and we, we, that preventative maintenance part of life is so important. You don't have to be in super crisis. So when you hear a marriage conference, the reason I share this, because I have personal knowledge of things and I I have personal experience, you don't have to wait for things to be last ditch. Although if that's you, you should be here. Um, You know, find a hundred bucks, 110 bucks and get here. Um, But you don't have to be like, and and I'm not saying that you come to the conference, everything's going to fall apart, but your, your preventative maintenance might uh, my daughter is driving the car recently and she sent me a picture of the dashboard and the check engine light came on. There's a problem. There's a problem. I didn't, I've been, I've done my best to take care of that car. God knows, God knows my heart, but I have to take care of that light. Yeah. Uh, but I spent all these years trying to take care of it. Um, and t- so that it wouldn't come up, but my car's got 194,000 miles on it. So it's about time that light probably popped on. Yeah. And I think from newlyweds yeah. to premarital, to singles anticipating marriage, to marriages that are on cruise control, marriages that are in crisis, marriages that are last ditch. I think I have a word from the Lord, and that is somebody's listening that is divorced but still talking to their spouse. And you don't have anyone else in your life, and but you're divorced. The papers are just done, but you're still kind and friendly. Maybe even, I don't know if this is, but maybe friendly because of the kids. I think you need to come. Because God can restore a marriage even after divorce. Absolutely. That's not the final word. Man does not get the final word. And I mean, that's, that, that's, that's right. what we, we don't know. We don't know what God is preparing us for, but everything that we're going through today is preparing us for tomorrow. If you're in the metro area, uh, we have the conference here in the Denver area here at Calvary Chapel Aurora, February 17th and 18th. <clears throat> the price is $55 a person. Registration is only online right now. If you have any problems with that, you can always call our church. But go to loveandrespect.com, find the one in Aurora, or uh, go to our website, Calvary Aurora, that's C-A-L-V-A-R-Y-A-U-R-O-R-A.org, slash 
I love and respect, spell it out. And you can call the church if you have any questions, 303-628-7200. This is a live conference. It's not video. It's no, we're not a video venue. They're, we're, they're flying in. And they're going to be here. Uh, Dr. Emerson and Sarah Egrich, authors of Love and Respect. We're going to go to line number two, guys. Rich is calling from Aurora, and he is uh, recommending uh, Love and Respect to a couple family members. Rich, welcome to the program. Hey, Rich, you're on the air. I think we we missed out, Rich, so call us back. Call us back, 303-690-3000. Looks like someone... Hello, can you hear me now? I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Who's this? This is Rich. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Sorry, bro. You're on the air. That's uh, my fault. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I have a son, and I have a nephew, and they're both their relationships... Are, you know, they're meeting some challenges, and I've um, I've introduced uh, the conference to both of them, and um, they're on the fence. They actually are considering it, but they're on the fence, and the way I kind of look at it is, is, you know, their pride is in the way, so they're kind of stiff-arming God, if you will, uh, because it's at the church, and I, I just feel like they're tripping over that part of it, and I was just wondering if there was anything that uh, you can share with me that I could then share with them that might get them over that hump, if you will. Guys, what do you think? You know, when we, uh, when we went last year, my wife and I went last year, we went into uh, New Life Church, and I guess what you got to look at is the church is just being a structure and not so much of, a, I guess, what most people think of a church as a, a holy ground uh, but just think of it as a building. Uh, it becomes a church, as we all know, uh, when believers walk into a church, uh, that's when it becomes the, the fellowship and things like that. But, you know, when we went down there, it just felt it felt like it was just a building. As uh, Dr. Emerson and his wife, Sarah, were speaking and sharing. And really, uh, as we were talking, and as Ed was uh, mentioned it a little bit about the uh, the preventative maintenance, you know, for most people, they don't. Uh, hopefully, you don't you don't drive a car until your engine blows up because you didn't change out your oil. You know, you do an oil change on a routine basis, and the same thing for our marriage. You know, we we go uh, because we want to do a preventative maintenance. We want to do a checkup. But when you walk into our building, uh, our building doesn't look like a church. To tell you the truth, if you if you go to Google Maps, you can take a look at it. It's just a square brown building with bricks on it. And so, and that's where we fellowship. That's where we meet. Uh, so you don't get that church atmosphere in a sense of uh, stained glass windows, uh, you know, a cross or things hanging on the wall. It's just a building, and it's just a regular place to to meet. And so that's what I would encourage them. Just realize it's just a building. Oh, let me let me put him back on. I put him on hold because his cell phone was loud. So, do you have any follow up for Matt? Oh, I get it. I get it. Good, good. I. Uh... I'll take that, and I'll um, talk to them a little bit more about it, and see how where it goes. You know, you know, you and are rich. Just keep, and just keep praying for them. Yes, and you can have them call me personally here at the church, and if they have any questions yeah. or anything like that, I'd be happy to talk to them. Okay, I appreciate that. Okay, thanks, brother. Thank you. Bye bye. God bless. All right, and I would just add um, the fact that we don't have a cross uh, isn't necessarily because we're anth- we don't want the cross. Um, I think Pastor Matt, like we're simple, yeah. We're, we yeah. we aren't a cathedral 
it's kind of like a warehouse, a big square. People will drive up on the building and wonder what it's doing. What is it there? Um, but I'm sure walking around the building, the brother will see a cross uh, or know that it's uh, like like um, the emphasis on on the location of where we worship isn't really the emphasis the Bible makes. Um, yeah. So, but it's helpful because it kind of breaks down barriers to people. Um, but they will definitely know that they're in a church. That's for sure. They just may not recognize it right away, uh, especially the topic. Now, here's here's a here is a uh, text that came in. Uh, it says, "My wife and I are newlyweds, and we would love to come to the conference, but we can't really afford it right now. What resources would you suggest in the event of not being able to attend?" Well, there's a couple of thoughts that I have uh, because we have the the price set at a very uh, reasonable type of break even for everyone. Um, we aren't charging anything to host. We the free use of our building, like to keep everything low, keep everything down. So the price is really within reach of just about anyone. And what I would say this is, even though right now you can't really see how God's going to provide. He will provide, and I think in this stage, because it's pricked your heart, you really can't afford not to come. And, and so I would just be in prayer, because you've got a few days to, to, to sign up. You don't have to do it today. There'll be space within the next week, I'm sure. Uh, and, and that you would, <clears throat> and, and I also had a thought that if somebody's listening in right now and would like to sponsor a couple, call and I have the text here. I don't have their names, but I have the text here, so I have their contact info. If you want to sponsor, call us, and maybe you're like in a, maybe you've been listening, you're going, I, I can't really go, but I want to sponsor someone. Um, we can arrange for that to happen. Uh, but but I, I don't think you should write it off right away because of the financial uh, place that you're in right now. Um, even though you don't have any money in the bank or you can't see anywhere you can do it, you're, you'd be amazed how God would answer prayer for something like this. And if you're unable to come, let's say that that door isn't open to you, then go to Amazon or go down to a used bookstore and buy the book, Love and Respect. So that's also an investment, but I'm sure you can get it 10, 15 bucks and start to read the book together. Uh, I think the conference would definitely be uh, the best, but you could find, um, you could probably even find some YouTube videos on the topic for free. Uh, and get the book for a, lo- a less price um, if you can't come to the conference. But you'd be amazed what you'd get when uh, you ask the Lord. Uh, so maybe somebody, I know the lines are full right now, so if, you, um, if you're in a safe place and the lines are busy, text me, 720-336-0897, and we'll connect you guys. And you guys can figure out how you can sponsor a couple to come. Uh, this, is, this is such a um, significant thing. Uh, in the life of our church, that that we have encouraged all our staff to go, and their spouses, yeah. and and really invest in them in order to go, and uh, so um, it's just one of those things, man. I mean, uh, Marie and I've been married this year twenty eight years, and we have definitely had our fair share of difficulties, arguments, uh, stress, uh, especially in the years we weren't saved. We started out so wrong. Um, I, I was a very abusive person and even as believers, we had our hard days and even as seasoned believers, we've had our hard days, even as pastor and wife, uh, my wife, we've had certain really, really challenging days. 
um, but by the grace of God and by what the word of the God, word of the Lord teaches us. 28 years in April. Amen. And one day Marie will understand. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I had everybody there. Oh, look at already. I would be willing to sponsor that couple. So you listening in, I don't have your name. Somebody's going to sponsor you. Uh, and I've got both your phone numbers. I'm going to text you after the show and we're going to arrange. Amen. So there it is. God already answered your prayer. Praise the Lord. And um, <laughs> there you go. Great. <laughs> that's great. That's good. That's, that's the first thing I wrote down when I showed Chris. I'll ask and see if the Lord will put it on someone's heart because that's the one way he uses this show. There's just so many gracious, wonderful, loving people in our community. Again, if you're listening on the East Coast, I know a lot of today's program has been dedicated to something local in Denver, but it's not just local in Denver. The love and respect ministry is 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 very powerful and very potent, and it is. There are some conferences on the East Coast. Um, you're listening a week after this airs live, so coming up on the 18th and 19th in February, there Westminster, Maryland has one. February 24th and 25th, Auburn, New York. There was one in Ellicott City recently. Uh, there was one in Niagara Falls and Newport News, Virginia. And so it's not just local, but we're, we're emphasizing it today because our church here at Calvary and Aurora is hosting it, and we want to get the word out. Let's see if we can go to, uh, let's see here, and let's go to line one is Rob from Colorado Springs. Rob, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Ed. How you doing? Good. How are you, brother? Um, I've been better, but I'm doing good presently. <laughs> okay, good. It says it says there's some concerns that the show's raised. Yes, sir. Um, so my wife and I have been married for about four and a half years. And when we first got married, it was something completely unexpected. Um, I was praying for a two or three years prior to that for God to bring me a partner and a helper. And I believe that he did bring me my current wife. Um, the problem is, is we've been down a rocky road the, the past couple, I'd say six months to a year. And we had an argument the other day and some things came out and it really struck me to my core and it has me concerned. Um, you know, I don't, I believe that some of it was anger and in the heat of the moment, but at the other hand, I do believe that there are some issues of the heart there that she was telling truth. Okay. Um, so just a little rundown. I've been born again for about the last nine years. Okay. And God met me right where I was at a, at a spot in my life where I needed him the most. And so he is very real to me. Okay. And there's no doubt about that. Well, the last nine years of my life, I have, I mean, I offend people, I think, a lot with how much I talk about him and how I live my life. Well, and hey, that Rob? does not... Hey, Rob, yes, let me help you out a little bit because we're at the end of the show uh, okay. and we only have a few minutes. So sure. let's fast forward to the place where we can really speak into your life. Okay. Well, here's here's the thing. Um, my wife basically told me that 
she has not been happy since day one, um, and that she does not want this Christian lifestyle. Um, she doesn't want God being the first thing out of her mouth, and it really bothers me because I don't know. I know that she does not want to end this marriage, and I don't either. But at the same time, I don't know what what to do. Okay, is she willing after hearing that? Is she willing to talk with someone? She is, but she's very selective. Okay, that's fine. Do you guys are you guys a part of a local church? Yes, we're actually part of the Rock family. Okay, down great. in Colorado Springs. Does she does she does she gravitate toward trusting the leadership there? Um, well, we're relatively new. We just moved down there a month ago. Okay. Um, so we're still getting to feeling things out there. But as of right now, I'd say that she's comfortable. Good. So suggest to her, say, you know, I was listening to the radio program uh, today. It was all about marriage. And uh, they talked about a conference. Uh, I mean, certainly coming to the conference would be a great op because then you guys can just sit there um, and receive and kind of be like sponges and not not take that step of, you know, if you're, if, if, if things are in crisis and she's ready to walk out the door today, um, get your church involved right away, especially if she's open to talking while she's open to talking, get your pastoral leadership and say, honey, can we make, can I call the church? I just really think I should call the church and make an appointment for us. Would you be okay with that? And cause I I really want, I want to affirm my love to you. I want, I want to, I want you to feel happy in a marriage. I want to, I want to learn how to be a better husband, you know, minister to her by admitting those areas where you want to grow in, uh, and, and get the kind of help in your local congregation. Cause I know when Emerson and Sarah come and they give these principles and they, they give the, these insights. One of the things being a pastor for 20 years, Emerson's going to say is you've got to be a part of a local vibrant community of believers, um, under right. spiritual leadership and guidance from the pastoral team and the leaders of that church. And so I think both would be good. Sit down with somebody in your church and mark off the days and get up here uh, to Aurora and bring the, bring that precious wife of yours to this conference. All right. I think God That's would bless that. I think, and hearing you and your willingness to be open to change and your willingness to improve as a husband, my goodness, man, it, you have all the ingredients of God working before. You're like, the, you're like what happened is like the check engine light came on. And you're addressing it right away, and that's to be commended, brother. Right, I appreciate that. I just, you know, it's more than just a commitment. I mean, I take this covenant very serious, and I know that God does too. And so, check you know, this out. Can't... Check this out. I know I'm interrupting, but we're running out of time, and I need to tell that's you this. Fine. If you want to come to the conference, my friends Kurt and Jess want to to. They're newlyweds. They're coming. It's important. And they want to sponsor a couple. And if you want to go, it's paid for. That would be awesome. <laughs> so you need to tell them, you need to, um, I'm going to put you on hold and we'll figure out a way. Uh, Cassandra will take care of it for me. We'll figure out a way to get you guys connected. But that's that that just came in. So there you go. Oh, praise God. I appreciate that. All right. Let Very me pray fun. for it. Well, Pastor Matt, can you pray real quick? Yes, Father God, we come before you. We lift up Rob and his marriage and uh, his whole situation there, Lord God. We pray that you work in them in a great and mighty way, Lord, even as their conference has been paid for. Lord, that's totally coming from you. <clears throat> Lord God, we just ask and pray that you minister to them, watch over them, Lord, and encourage them in their walk with you, Lord God, and his wife in particular, Lord, who just doesn't want to have anything to do with Christianity, Lord. I just pray you'd soften her heart, Lord. 
and speak to her in a great and mighty way and let Rob be that man of God that he needs to be. Yes, with. Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for the work you're going to do ahead of time. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 Thanks, guys. We amen. are. Thanks, brother. God bless you. Uh, Cassandra, right, thank you. We, um, I'm going to put you on hold because we don't have your phone number. Okay. And okay. we'll get the info and we'll put you in contact, okay? I appreciate that. Thank right. you. Hey, thanks. We're in the last minute of the show. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Yes. Appreciate you guys coming in and You're welcome. investing an hour, um, bringing the conference here. I think it's going to be so fruitful and wonderful. And you guys on the East Coast, love and respect is out there. Thanks for joining us. I know we had some calls on, on hold still. Call tomorrow, would you? Uh, Lord willing, we'll be back on the air tomorrow. Uh, so appreciate you guys opening your heart. Behind the scenes, guys, three people uh, asked and three people were sponsored through the texting <laughs> Uh, right here so that's so good to hear uh, we had the first one and then someone else was sponsored so three and three and that's all we're going to have for today um, this is calvary live at taylor from calvary aurora that's where grace fm is is hosted also heard on hope fm also soon to be heard we believe in merit island <clears throat> florida uh, i think we're still working out the details on that also on your app on your website God bless you guys. Have a great night in God the bless. Lord. We have Bible study tonight here at Calvary Aurora. We're back in Kings, Second Kings. So I'd love to have you come out. God bless you guys. Have a great night in the Lord. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.